Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Go, iTunes at Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Season three, baby. Ooh. Season three. The big 3.0. To my right, I have Harry. Otacon fucked his stepmom. He did. That's not a quote. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> to the left, I have Ramp. You must be Ames. A dud. The la le lu le lo. How? Are you doing seven fucking you. intro lines? Like, what the no, fuck? No, I'm done. Hey. <laughs> I miss you. Hey, Ralph. You do you, boo-boo. Mr. Clark. There's a fine line between legends and madmen. And I will be your host, Steve. I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuff worm in flapjaw space with a tooting fork does a raw blink on a Harry Kiri rock. I need scissors. 61. Here we go. Metal Gear Solid 2. Let's do it. Give me some initial impressions. Sons of Liberty. Thank you, Ralph. All right. This is the first Metal Gear I actually played and beaten. Before one, right? Before one. Okay. I, a mind I, fuck. Yeah, I just picked this game up, like, dirt cheap, mid-generation of PS2 to play through, because I've always heard great things about Metal Gear Solid. First time playing through the game, a lot of things didn't make sense, because they referenced the first game quite a, quite a few times. A little bit. Here um, and there, you know, about, like, 80% of the game. Playing through this time, I did piece a lot of things together from the first game. Um, I wish we would have played them a little closer together, because I did miss certain details, having almost two years passed since playing this. <laughs> we'll no. just play Metal Gear 3 sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Don't good. worry, Harry, <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> But no, it's an interesting experience, and I'm uh, curious to see how the discussion goes tonight. Awesome. Mr. Clockmain. Being as big a fan of Metal Gear Solid, the original, uh, as I was, picked this up and played it like as soon as it came out, and I forgot just how fucking crazy and off the rails this game goes. I know, right? But, but also, I, I gotta say this, replaying this and seeing how Kojima just put the narrative together just... Instantly, I was like, the dude's a genius. Like, this is my first time going back to it since I played it originally, really. And I just, I instantly saw, like, the genius that was Kojima just immediately in the game. For your official analysis, Ralph. Well, to go off what Clark was saying, it was almost prophetic, right? Because he, he made this game, let's say, in 2000, released it in 2001. He essentially called what society would be sort of like in in two decades oh yeah that like the foresight that he had uh when writing the script in 1999 two months after the first one came out like just incredible on point i played this game in preparation for metal gear solid 4 when it came out in 2009 and i wasn't a fan when metal gear 2 came out Uh, i basically missed the missed the hype for for this game, and I played this game in college just before Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, and I was trying to get, you know, completely caught up with the story and context, and I wasn't quite prepared for how deep the rabbit hole went, I guess, having only played, uh, really, Metal Gear Solid 3, which was just, you know, like a fun romp, in my opinion, 
at that time and um, playing the first one which you know got a little deep but this one just goes like way off the the deep end with conspiracy and memes and the whole patriots um, yeah the wise men yeah the wise men ultimately though I I did fall in love with the franchise and the characters and the story and I kind of think it's a watershed for for Kojima like I, I don't want to say that it's the best game in the series but there are a lot of things about this game that still hold up and I almost want to say it's the peak but I can't I can't quite do it I can't com- I can't commit to it but it's like the peak of the franchise understandable I was hooked from the very first game period like in the late 90s once I actually started playing Metal Gear 1 there's no way that I could go back as soon as I heard that they were making a sequel to it and saw Solid Snake which is the only thing you saw with the initial trailers I was on board from the get-go let's do this here we go once I got through the demo and actually got the game and saw where it went I wasn't happy about it initially but i think the way the game actually played out it brought me back a little bit but still kind of lost me i don't know but we'll get into that sorry the one i just wanted to mention real quick so you said this is like the peak of the franchise he he didn't want to say this is the peak no i think what he's trying to say is it's the peak of the story like so the amount of information that you get in this game is explained in the next three games like there is just parts of this game that get dissected and explained out in the next three games three four and five all tie back to this moment because with the so four is after the events here but three and five are the events that lead up to a bunch of the thematic themes that are in the game. I, I guess this kind of goes along with my first impressions because when people have talked to me about the Metal Gear series for a long time, I only told them I played the second one. A lot of people were like, "Oh, well, you played the worst one in the series." So I, I don't know. Just hearing that made me think: like, were people telling me the wrong thing, or do you have a completely different opinion than uh, the general opinions I've gotten? From well, other I people? think that may come along with the people who played the first one who started with Snake. And then once you start playing this game, you only play him for 45 minutes to like an hour and a half, two hours, however long it took you to get through the tanker. And then it switches, which starts to take away from the actual experience because Raiden makes appearances through the actual Metal Gear Solid series, but through the numerical series, not so much to an extent. We're, we're getting into story here, but... A I, little I, I bit, mean, yeah. Raiden is polarizing, or most people just hate him. I think what I'm trying to say is that this is peak Kojima, and from here, he's backpedaling. I could agree. If that makes sense. A little because, bit. Because, and, and, and I'm not trying to get into the other games, but he was like, okay, this is the last one I want to do, and then he was forced to do another one. Then he's like, okay, this is the last one I want to do, and he's forced to do another one. And I don't want to say that there's a diminishment in quality, but I think this is peak Kojima in terms of the story, not in terms of gameplay mechanics, not in terms of how big the map is, anything like that. I kind of feel like this is this is him doing exactly what he wanted to do, and from here on out, Konami basically started to close in on him until mm-hmm. ultimately there was the falling out with 5, and now he's on to 
to greener pastures. So that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Sorry, it took me a while to get. No, that's fine. To get it, this. Just, it just threw me off when you said that. That's why I wanted just a little bit of clarification. So we can get into that in story segment, but for right now, uh, let's just kind of move along and get into some game development. Game development. So obviously, Kojima released in 2001. You know, this was in development for years beforehand, which I'm actually glad they took a little extra time. Now, so being older and realizing the work that actually gets put into the games and how long it was between Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2, it was necessary, at least to kind of build everything up. So I, I have uh, an interesting little fact here about this. So you had you had said earlier about the snake switch. Yeah. That was kept a secret until the launch of the game. They even went as far as showing footage of Snake in the trailers in situations that Raiden actually was in oh, in yeah. the game. I remember Been that. Been bamboozled. Um, I was upset. They also had to alter some key situations in the game due to the political theater at the time. One of the big changes was New York. They were having the Statue of Liberty crashing through it, and it was cut down to just show it resting. But they yeah. originally had it crashing down. This game came out two months after 9-11. Yeah, this was they, November 2001. And they made that change two months before the release of the game. Yeah. I want to say that you can tell. Like, the, the end is kind of choppy. Like, Arsenal's moving, and then boom, you're just like... What, uh, Federal Hall, you're just there. They, yeah, Kojima thought it would be extremely distasteful to actually have the player see Arsenal going through New York because of yeah. it's, it's a giant you know yeah. weapon well, falling well, in New York. When it's coming, yeah. I mean, that would be, that'd be very disrespectful, and that is not the way things are done. I also think that a lot of those shots probably had the World Trade Center in the background and they wanted to remove that so that I guess it doesn't date the game and also out of respect. So they removed that. Yeah. The portions that show that skyline, I think that's why it's so choppy and, and why part mm -hmm. of the reason they did what they did. I would definitely say more out of respect because they did that with um, the Spider-Man movie that was coming out like that year, pretty much. Not to go off topic, but, you know, that was a extremely sensitive subject and especially because new york is a central point of films movies music games the rest of it culture exactly you know that that was like a main standpoint and you know world trade centers were right there in the middle of it and like you know downtown it's you can't keep that in and not look like why did they do that you know a harsh remembrance Apparently, originally, the um, the flagpole for Federal Hall was supposed to have the American flag, and Raiden was going to cut the, the rope to it, and it was going to fall on Solidus and drape over him. But all American flags were removed from the game after the 9-11 attacks. Yep. That one, I'm not... Hundred percent sure he didn't. He didn't want to do the whole uh, graceful soldier death. Uh, Th that'll get into it when we get the story. I have questions for you guys about Solidus. It, we'll come back to it. I think. Okay, I have another interesting little thing, and this is about the composer. Kojima was watching the movie The Replacement Killers, and he and the lead designer burned a mix CD of songs that that guy had composed Harry Gregson Williams yes Harry yes. Gregson Williams they burned a CD like a mix CD of all these different tracks that they loved of his from different movies and sent it to him we're like hey we really want to work with you and he wasn't going to do it originally and then he was like talking to his agent and the agent was like oh yeah they sent you this it's just a mix CD of all your songs and he's like what and he listened to the CD, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. 
Flattery will get you everywhere. Yep, flattery. <laughs> flattery that's will get takes. you everywhere. That's no. That's he. He said that in an interview. Yeah, yeah. flattery I mean, will get you everywhere. When they have a budget like they did for at the time, they had a budget of ten million dollars for this game. That was a lot for the time. I mean, when you're talking about like late '90s when this was actually in development for release, you know, in the 2000s, that's a lot. And they really spared no expense. And that's where you actually, I know Harry will get to it a little later with uh, probably the cutscenes. They they really went all out on that. They wanted the the facial expressions. They wanted the mouth moving to actual audio and everything else. Where on the back end, where, where we're playing it, it can seem a little monotonous at times. But that's where we have to realize that they were trying. This really kind of did break out from a lot of other games at the time to provide that to the players. Because there weren't really a lot of games really focused in on that type of thing. And it's hard to do that during gameplay situations, but that's why they went very heavy on the cutscenes for the most part. This game's one of the first pillars for the high bar of the PS2. It really I, is. I yeah. wanted to just throw out there a quick so, like. So this is, this is actually the second time now that Kojima has gone and made a game that, that came out first, at least, on PlayStation and set the bar for adventure games behind it to live up to. Because if you didn't have a giant cinematic story after this, you weren't a AAA title. Exactly. He, he did that with Metal Gear, and then he came out and did it again with MGS3, or MGS2, and then he will go on to do that again. Yeah, exactly. Not only just the, the visual aspect, but the actual interaction aspect. It's not so much where if you compare it to the first Metal Gear Solid where... If you're spotted, they're, the enemies just kind of come in and spread everywhere. They have a group mentality. It's an actual militaristic mentality of stick together, keep in small lines, go up this corridor so we can start blocking them off. It started to get a lot more real when it came. It was a lot more focused and directed with the way they actually developed the game engine. You know, they, they really did push the limit and then set the standard for everything. Going off of that, actually, this is the first game in the series to use motion capture that had a military advisor. Oh, really? So all of that ties together that they, they wanted to bring something with that level of caliber. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> realism. Yes. The motion capture was there to inspire the realism that they were really going for with this game. The original plot that Kojima came up with uh, was involving nuclear weapons in Iraq and Iran, but yep. decided, okay, I'll scrap that, and we got the story that yeah. we, that we got. Yeah, smart idea. Apparently there was a two-player mode, um, I guess like a co-op in development, but it never never went any further than, I guess, just speculation. Not speculation. Jesus, I can't say anything right tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is pulling random You're doing words great. out of vocabulary. I promise. No, I'm You're not. doing great. I need to use the sleep. At least I'm editing Which this. Which was out of speculum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that point is rotisserie. <laughs> <laughs> I say the wrong cranberry. I say the wrong cranberry. You would. A two-player mode. I thought maybe co-op. I don't know. They never got out of development. Uh, I don't think they've done that. I don't think they've done any any co-op stuff with with Metal Gear. That would be difficult to to do. I think to really pull it off right. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a point. Okay. So oh. so with the focus on Raiden in this game, they were going for a different direction with Snake because playing as him. In the previous game, you're learning about him through his eyes in a way. But this way, by having him as like a side character, they can build his story and see 
the image of Snake through somebody else's eyes. How he's perceived. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ko- no, Koji- that was Kojima's goal by making Raiden. Yeah. Exactly. You're making him a legend, which he would hate to hear. I'm not going to elaborate on that. I think it speaks for itself. But. Yeah. No, I, I think that was a very crucial point. Uh, Kojima was inspired by L.A. Confidential, the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but he wanted to have each of the characters lie to each other at some point, like pull over pull over one. And what comes to mind for me is at the end of the game when uh, when Raiden thinks he has like the actual list and thinks like, nope, we gave you a fake we gave you a fake list of the, the Patriots. That's just the example. So he, he saw L.A. Confidential. He's like, I want to have all my characters lie to each other. Well, it's it's prominent throughout the game. Everybody yeah. lied, literally Everybody lies to each other at some point in the game. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, Konami employees were given, like, idea books, and uh, they were asked to each day write at least one idea to try to implement into the game. An example of that would be, like, the freeze spray for the bombs is one that came from these these notebooks that employees were to just jot down ideas and then really? test. Mm-hmm. The Discovery, the tanker, the actual name of the tanker is a reference to 2001, just like in Metal Gear Solid, uh, Dave and Hal is a reference to 2001. Apparently, it's Kojima's favorite movie. All right, and now a natural transition into yeah. story. Story. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's lead off with this. Was anybody else misled about Olga's character? Wait, are you are you starting story right now? You're not the host. Yeah, he's the host. Okay. Yeah. I was just joking. Like I was just doing my. Well, you know what? With that case, let's uh let's laugh and grow fat and get into some story. <laughs> laugh and grow fat. Thank you. Story. So I was going to say, was anybody misled by the character Olga? On one side, she sounds very Russian. But then you look at her armpits and think, wow, she must be from France. (laughs) (laughs) She's French. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing about Olga. She's fucking fearless. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. My name is Olga Golovinovich. <laughs> I'm fucking fearless. No, but really. I am she, fucking fearless. I am fucking fearless. fearless. I am fucking fearless. I fight you on boat. That's great. Give me two years. I am in ninja suit and I tried to cut off hand, but I'm still helping you. So uh, that was actually a very depressing storyline for her. Just saying. This story in this game brings like a very relevant meme to mind. Did okay. you ever... See that meme where it's like, it plays the music. It's like, but it shows like all the question marks around the girl, just like thinking there. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. I could just imagine like words like dead cell and the Patriots and big boss, just Daddy like all machines. these words floating around her head. Well, you know just, who big boss is. Yeah. I do know who big boss is. Yeah. But, and you know who dead cell is. I don't. I don't remember Dead Cell. They're no, the four terrorists. Vamp, okay. and Fortune, yeah. and Fat Man. I'm yeah. just saying, there's a lot of like codes and organizations and GW. lots of names. Like Arsenal just tons Gear. of names thrown around. That there I is. think you can easily get lost in a solid oh, for sure. And solid and liquid. And solidus. I said that first. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so but that's that's kind of what I was saying about. Um, how like crazy this story can get, and wh- when we were talking about the peak, like all of this stuff, he sets up so much that he spends the next three games kind of like explaining what happened in two. I feel like that started from game one, or or at least from Metal Gear Solid One. Everything started to ramp up and build up and start to take off from there. It's almost like... No, it started with Snake's Revenge, okay? Snake's Revenge is where everything really started. You're going all the way back to Outer Heaven? Yeah, nope, I'm kidding. we're not. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No, I I'm we making a joke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Snake's Settle Revenge down, was not made by Ko- sake. Ko- Kojima. I'm making a joke. 
but it's pretty much where at least for this series of the metal gear solid series it starts from metal gear solid the first game and then you learn so much in number two and you don't really learn the majority of it until like the last 25 30 percent of the game like you really don't get like the entire encompassing story of where um you find out olga is the ninja that you meet way back in the beginning why don't we going. like cover the actual story let's, Hold on. let's do yeah, chronological let's because start we're, we're starting to go to like abstract around the main story we should cover the main story first and then do the abstract stuff all right absolutely so let's start from beginning of the game here's snake he's on a tanker he's looking for metal gear he starts making his way through metal gear finds out there's a brand new metal gear here's metal gear ray it's fucked up it's amphibious it's going to take down a lot of stuff. Little does he know, it's so much bigger from that. Yeah, I, I want to say that I really like the way that the, the game starts, and I like the setting of it being in New York, like on the Hudson River. I, yeah. I don't know why, but as I as I go back to the game, I, I, I feel like uh, I really enjoy the setting, because usually it's in like a wasteland, or it's in Russia, or it's wherever, you know, it's like this is Damn New York City. Go. The opening is kind of like it plays homage to Terminator 2, like or Ter- Terminator in general, all over the place with the electricity and everything. And I always felt that him bungee jumping onto the ship didn't really like look right. But I want to say that I played the HD version this time, and I think the PS2 original is just a little muddy in that section because it's dark and there's the rain and oh, it's, it's not gross. that clear. With this, it's a little bit more. It, it just sheds a little bit more light, and I felt like I, I got it this time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm an HD snob, and I had to play it on HD. I couldn't couldn't go back to the PS2. Can't fault you for that. So uh, what, what if what if the story kicked off with him bungee jumping, but he mistimed it? It's <laughs> just him flap against the side of the ship. <laughs> That's what you're laughing about. Well, that'd be the worst $50 ever spent, period. Snake! I don't know, just, I thought it would be funny imagery. <laughs> yeah, there's another clone that'll get so, somewhere. Metal Gear Ray is actually developed by the Marines. It's built... By the Marines, but I, is it developed by the Marines? By the end of the tanker, you take a picture, it says Marines on the side. The so Patriots. It's, it's property of the quote-unquote Marines. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, I do want to say that I think it's in that moment for the story, it's kind of clunky the way they say, like, remember, you're a, you're part of philanthropy now, the anti-metal gear, yeah. you know, two-man army that we are, dot, 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 dot. It's, it's a little clunky with the exposition. It's like a forced update. Of the it story, is. It as really it is. is, yeah, and the fact that what they're doing is for the betterment of humanity, and they named it ph- philanthropy, like literal, is just to me, it's a little uninspired. Everything else in the game's crazy, but that to me, just yeah, kind of well, like, towards the end, it kind of comes around. But look at there, <laughs> the tanker, I think, is a really fun set piece. Oh, for sure, yeah, did enjoy I, that. I, I think it's probably one of the better areas. You get a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit of everything, and it's already like a. No, it's gameplay, but a little more of like a tutorial before you get a tutorial. The ship is the mini sandbox. Yeah, exactly. That's where you start to learn the mechanics. You can see where everything lies. And it really starts to set like the baseline of the story that you're ramping up to once you start to take over. I really as, feel... Let's ride in. Oh, sorry. I really feel like we need to say that uh, the whole tanker portion was basically the demo, and it was on the Zone of the Enders uh, yeah. disc. And I mean, even even in the demo, there's no hint of Raiden. There's just like you, you you people probably put more hours into the tanker than 
they ever thought that they would, and then they get the game, and then there's the switch with with Raiden, and just I I can understand why there was such a backlash. Well, yeah, for that for that twist. When you're playing the snake, and you can finally actually have a first person perspective, which was almost non-existent by that point, and then to have snake taken away from you, it's like, well, hey, what the fuck? I feel I feel a little slighted by this point. Going back to the tanker, I wanted to say that all the interactions between Snake and Otacon I think are really funny when it comes to the codec and saving your game. And you can take the pictures of um, different things on the tanker. And then when you do the upload, you'll get different dialogue from Otacon based on what you took a picture of. If it was a good picture, a bad picture, a picture of a chick. Oh, it's a poster. The He'll poster say girls. Something. Yeah, the yeah. poster girls. I didn't find that out by mistake. What? He's like, oh, I can't believe you took a picture of this. I'm just going to make a backup of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a personal spank bank. We do also get the very beginnings of Ocelot being a triple agent and the betrayal and just the how deep does this rabbit hole go? We th- we thought. It was going to be a straightforward mission. The, the the Russians show up. He betrays the Russians. He's working with them. No, he's with the Patriots. The la le lu le lo. And a little bit of a close-up of the hand, and you get a little bit of hint of there might be something a little extra to Ocelot in in the second round. Well, doesn't he talk, doesn't he talk as liquid? He does. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Does anybody else think that that's just a little too goofy? <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. I, I love the 100%. game, but at the same time... 100% agree, like Clark said. Although, have you ever, like, did you ever think about how you could explain that? Well, I mean, if you're well, coming down to, like, DNA sequence and everything else. Well, it's so it's not only that. The whole reason that, like, Liquid really is still attached and hanging on is because of the nanomachines. Well, His yeah. soul is imprinted on the nanomachines. Oh, and you're saying when they did the graph of the hand, those nanomachines went into Ocelot. And they're interacting with Ocelot. Which he already had his own, so... Liquids were stronger. Inner space. That's a good movie. It is. Harry, you're being very uncharacteristically quiet. I have a... Uh, yeah? Are, are you waiting for, the, for tanker. Like, the, yeah. the main... Or for, yeah, let, we'll focus on the tanker then, and then we'll we'll move on, I guess. <laughs> well, but, I mean, uh, I think they revealed very early and quite clearly that that was Liquid's arm. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like I, the, yeah the, well, it I, wasn't like a like a... A moment that flash forwards later in the in the game that it's like oh this big reveal I think they revealed it and it was pretty clear and I don't, I don't think if you picked up on that early you I think you were missing something well if you watch so it, it, game. it also if you watch it with the captions on it literally says like liquid instead of yeah. <laughs> with uh Shala I'm just saying that, like it wasn't a hint I so I, yeah can we move fast forward or is it you don't have anything to say about the tanker well, it was the best part of the game. Oh, okay. And then uh, the last thing you see is the tanker flooding, and you you pretty much expect everyone's dead except Shalashaska, you know, Revolver Ocelot, who's in Metal Gear Ray and just kind of, poop, disappears into the water. Oh, yeah, I have a question. Can and you I- see snake surface as well. Yeah. Can a mech do a backflip? Yeah, why not? A uh, super amphibious one. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. When you have that much government funding, it can do anything you want to. Kojima. All... Yes. All right. So at this point, we fast forward two years. Yes. It's Raiden's first mission. Um, Little bitch. Word is that Snake is dead. But he's done 300 missions in VR. It's indistinguishable from the real thing. <laughs> Which, okay. So they bring up, like, he brings up VR so many times in the story. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Yeah, like, it like is. The, 
Definitely. His character, since we're in story, his character in general is kind of annoying. Well, he has nothing else to go off of. He's yes. a chicken wuss. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. The, the, the thing about Raiden, and yes, it's annoying, but he's also like, he becomes a part of the story here because he's nobody beforehand, if that makes sense. Oh, he's so, Jack like, the Ripper. Yeah. <sighs> you, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. It's the introduction of a character that no one knows anything about, and he's learning all of this stuff. So, like, I got annoyed as he was just constantly asking questions, but, like, also, he's, like, asking the right questions for, like, what you want to know about what's going on because you as the player are in the exact same position as Raiden. You have no fucking idea what's going on half the game. There's just lies, and you're being lied to, and you have, like, your little visual cues and things like that, but, like, you pick up on them, but Raiden doesn't, and, like, it's this weird thing where I don't think that Kojima ever intended us to be immersed as Raiden, if that makes sense. Like, you know how games have a lot of immersion to them where you're like, oh, I feel like I can, like, relate to Snake Usually it's like a that. silent protagonist for immersion. Exactly. For this, I don't think I. I feel like a lot of people like like Snake because they want to be Snake. They want to be Snake. They can relate to Snake. No one wants to be riding. No one wants to be that kid. Like and like what happens to him and things like that. Like no one wants that. Um. So, no one wants Rose's naggy well girlfriend. Uh, I'll say just to kind of disagree with you a little bit. For people who have played the first game, you get to basically teach Raiden to be Snake because the lead up in the beginning of the game is playing as Snake. That's what you want. That's what you expect. And then once that shift happens, you're like, oh shit, I'm not Snake. I'm going to play as Snake. And here he is. He's, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. You're basically, you know the drill. You're going to teach him how to be like this super soldier. It's not going to happen right away, but it takes that development. So I almost, I almost see it as just you're, that we're the colonel. Yeah, kind of, but it's more you're. You know what? You are. This is getting too meta for me. I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> you are playing. I don't know about all the, that. You are honestly. You are the master to, to snake to ride in. You are playing his master. You are teaching what? him everything oh my God, you know. See <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Uh, you remember, it's, I'm not trying to like just drum up from the first game, but you know, Master, Master taught. Oh, Master Miller, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Master yeah. Miller. He taught Snake everything he knew. You were playing Master to Raiden. You know, obviously, Snake is there to kind of like guide and give assistance when Raiden do- doesn't know what's going on. But you are literally the one who's teaching him because you have been in this exact same situation for the most part before which we'll get more in with like the story towards the end of what you realize what's going on. Well, but wait, wouldn't, wouldn't snake be more like master? No, I you disagree. Don't see, you don't see that. I, I see us as a player more of master than snake is because we're giving more to ride in than snake. Uh, actually I've got a headache. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if the players involved in the game at all. Uh, are you playing the game? Yeah, but you're okay. In, uh, then you're involved. <laughs> you're <laughs> teaching him. But, That's but, okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. But I don't think you're involved in the story, Steve. Whoa. But that 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 gets into the fringe thing, which is brought up a couple times in the podcast. It's like it's the story that you make of it, kind of thing. Not so much the story. That, like I feel like we need to stay away from that discussion because that's no. This is a linear game. 
you have no other option to go out of than what he has to do. You just know better from playing the first game. Like, if you come in, like... I know. I just think your argument for Raiden was kind of getting onto that fringe. Like, it's, I'm the trainer and I'm teaching him. Yeah, all I was saying was there was an immersion to playing Raiden. That's it. Yeah. And There's, and There's no immersion to playing as Raiden. If that's the way you feel, okay. Immersion is you see yourself as Raiden. Yet, if that's the way you feel, okay. I get what you're saying. I'm not arguing that. But I'm you just... you agreed with me because you don't see yourself as Raiden. You see yourself as some other <laughs> master as, character. As, 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 the the one, as the one who's actually teaching him how to be a soldier because all he has to go off of is VR. Oh, my chest situation. hurts. I don't feel so good. That's fine. <laughs> Move on. That's fine. Go ahead. You don't have to argue any points. die. <laughs> So you so start as riding. Yeah, you start as riding <laughs> on Big Shell. I right, so like Go. I guess just like let's break it down into bullet points like just to get through the story and then we could nitpick yeah, at some s- of those. You slip so, on seagull poop. So I I guess yeah. the big focus is rescue the president, disarm the bombs on the shells and the hostages. Yeah, that's like the first act. Yeah. It's like pretty much those are your two goals. So you're running around kind of doing that. You get to the president. President starts kind of what about the bombs? We have to do the bomb. Well, I was giving bullet points, and then we can dive into the... But that happens before the president. Yeah. Before you, you talk yeah, to yeah. the president. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, n- yeah, I was bullet pointing. There was, the, yeah, there was the bombs, the... president, hostages. Okay. Just to progress the storyline. Um, just so we don't dive into huge discussions on literally every section of the game, because I don't think it's warranted. Well, well you don't. Two hours later. <laughs> um... But no, I, I think Clark's right. I think that is the first act of the game. Yeah. Disarming the bomb. Like, the very on-the-surface mission stuff. You're if, learning the area, and then it kind of goes from there. Yeah. So I think second act kind of starts when you're talking to the president. Because he's the first one, I think, that starts spoon-feeding you information that there's something deeper going on here. What, am I correct in saying that? I would, that he's a puppet? I yeah. Would, I would almost disagree of second act but that is a very pivotal point i would call that third second is when you start learning about snake himself because that's like right in between when you start to kind of like dividing between ericot pliskin and solid snake and it starts like blurring but there's only ever usually bit. like three acts to a the hairier boss fight is the middle point of the game mm-hmm. and that's, that's when you sorry go ahead for President. That's before president. That's when you learn of. Su- that's when you learn. <laughs> oh my this god! Guys, no, 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 no! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Just gonna seriously, stop. no, no, no! Right. Uh, hold on! No, 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 no! Just give me a second. That's when you learn of Solidus Snake and Solid Snake because up to that point they called Solidus Solid Snake. That's true. Which is not accurate. He's Solidus, which Snake points out, and that's where you learn that Solid Snake is. Solid Snake. I would call that the beginning of it an act on its own, or at least when that information comes in. That's all I'm saying between Solid Snake, President, Timeline. Uh, so I guess one one point to touch on. So they talked about Snake being dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. That fact didn't fool me for one second. Nope. No. I, I think it was pretty clear right from the get-go. David Hayes was a giveaway. A little bit. Yeah. And especially when that character comes in. What did he call himself? Iroquois Pliskin. Iroquois Pliskin, Iroquois yes. Lieutenant Junior Grade. Uh, everybody knew that was Snake right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no denying. Um, so just knowing that going forward, it wasn't a big spoiler when he finally comes to light. that Oh, I'm Snake. 
We or, knew. Well, well it's, inform- is- it's information to Ryan. Yeah, true. to him for, for the actual story. But as a player, it's like, <laughs> I, I know who the fuck but- you are. <laughs> Also, we didn't know what that there was a... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. What? I was going to say, I, I was in such disillusion because I was immersed in rioting. <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> you were that deep? You were, you were immersed? <laughs> wait, so wait. In you those did, hips? Wait, hold on, hold on. You're telling me you didn't teach rioting that that's... <laughs> oh. You didn't do that. Oh, you missed and missed that. That was totally in the dialogue that you skipped over. Oh, Ooh. man. <laughs> <laughs> is it hot in here? <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> Back to what Harry was trying to do before we went off the rails. Harry was trying to just lay out the bullet points of the story. Yes. And then we can explain the bullet points of the story, and then we can go into the actual details. That's all Harry was trying to do yeah. before everyone yeah. was like, this is an act, and this is an act, and this is an act. Well, here's the thing. When you're going about the entire story, and you're saying this is an act, this is where it picks up from here... If you're talking from like the storyline progression from as you're playing it, there's three acts to everything. Okay, you feel that way. I'm going to disagree. That's the way this conversation no, goes. That, that's how like playwright goes, though. Okay. Yeah, that's like how scripting goes. Okay. So like the first act is the freighter. The okay. second act would be from the beginning to ride into the Explain president. Explain it to me more. And then the president. What's the third. The it's the president to the end of the game. You think the president's the last end? I think that's what that's, that, that's yeah. what cli- I think that's, that's the catalyst that, for the finale. The cli- that's the climax. Where's the climax? I don't. It's a longer. Oh. It's a longer piece of media. Oh, but what's the climax? The because if we're the breaking fight it with down. Solidus. Oh, so that's not the ending. So it's the in the climax. third act. Oh, okay. Continue, Harry. I don't know where to go from there. I I don't know either. Well, I don't I, like, understand I, the foreign concept. The bullet points. Let's let's get back to the bullet. The points. bullet so points. You get act to the, you get president. to the president. He reveals his nugget or whatever. Um, after the president, we have to get to Emma Emmerich. We have to escort her mm. to safety. To Al, Sh- shaky to legs safety. EE. Um, <laughs> shaky legs EE. From there, we infiltrate Arsenal gear. We get naked. And then we fight <laughs> <on> Ralph. <laughs> we get wow. a bullet point for oh, Ralph. Yeah. We get Harry, naked. first. <laughs> and then we, uh, we move up to fight however many Metal Gear Rays, depending on your difficulty level. Level, level. Your difficulty level. <laughs> can't talk. You tonight. really can't talk tonight. I can't talk tonight. Apologies. It's a rough one, man. And what the final showdown with Solidus? Uh, th- those, those are probably too many bullet points. Well, there's a couple things in the story that happen in between. I think there's- it's a lot of interaction with the uh, Dead Cell crew for a long time. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, here I'm gonna hop in, and oh, I'm I'm gonna stop you from doing your plan, and I think there was a lot of that. Like, th- I don't think each scene was very significant it just happened quite a few times throughout the plot like to, the to slow game? down the storyline a little bit like how many times did you have to fight vamp he got old he's a non twice he's very not creative when to, it comes to a to character twice right? if you count the yeah. one where you have to shoot him with the sniper when he's with ee yeah twice yeah well no i think that was the third <clears throat> encounter but you don't well, fight it's him the, in the third first encounter one. yeah the first okay. one you don't actually fight him cutscene I mean, story-wise, you can't skip over the poor EE. What I, I found this storyline to be is backstabbing after backstabbing after backstabbing. That, Literally. That they just kind of feed you a little bit at a time that this person just fucked over this person. But they're all, like, working together, but then this person fucked over this person. And it's just a lot of that. It's a, it's a giant network story. of fuckery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. 
Metal Gear Solid 2. Fuckery. The one that bugs me is when like Snake like uses Raiden to get into Arsenal Gear. It just seems kind of stupid. It just seems like tonally like weird. Like this is just here to confuse the player. It's not here because that's what Snake would do. It just it didn't it didn't fit to me. They you made guys it feel tra- different. They made it fit into the narrative instead of like creating something else where oh Snake is just here because of this. It's like oh I used you. Now you're naked. Get Good over luck. it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It could have been something for that transition, but no, you're just naked. All right, do we want to dig deeper into... Uh, can I give a general note yeah. so far? Like, as somebody who doesn't, like, love the Metal Gear lore, not trying to offend anybody... You're not offending us. None taken. It is over me... Oh, over mouth. Information overload. Oh, fuck that! Oh, God, so, yes. So I, I do want to say this. This is what I was referencing as the peak. There's so much going on in this game. Too much, in my opinion. Yes, there's there's a lot, and there's a, but there, it leaves it open for the uh, the next four games that got made. Which he he had it in mind where it's like, all right, I got to have something to work off of. Where it was almost a little too much, like overkill. On we're not going to like end this storyline. We're just going to leave it open depending on what i feel like doing in the next four or five years i feel like kojima realized that he had lightning in a bottle with the first metal gear solid and the follow-up he really had the opportunity to say something say say what he wanted to say and he he did it or he or he he overdid it i i don't know how you want to put it because there's definitely more going on here than there was in metal gear solid like oh, i guess God, that, yeah. that fits like the right balance maybe mostly but with this one, he was like, I'm just going to put it all out there and see what happens. But but see, the problem with that is, let, let's say towards the end of the game, it was like, I want to make a big impact, right? But then I'm going to outdo that impact. And then I'm going to outdo that impact. And it's like, each one is just, I, I don't mean to keep using this word, You're but stuck each one in film school. Each one has less of an impact on your audience. Yeah. Because there's too many. Like, have that one big scene and then wrap up the game, but then that big scene will stick with that player it's like if you want to look at it in like a let's say like a 10 hour spectrum of the entire game he draws it out like so much no i think this was a short game and too much information i think they could have cut out well, half of the information in this game would have been a much better story he's gonna hate yeah. four <laughs> no bit. i think i think four ties up in a bow oh okay Personally, um, uh, uh, more so, they <clears throat> seem to kind of like try to cram it. Um, I guess I I may have spoken wrong. They try to cram it so much into a little space that it becomes like overwhelming. Where it's, I I don't mean like drawn out over like a time period, but like kind of drawn out in maybe like a fragment of like the game where they kind of take like the last thirty percent of the game, and here's all the information, but every single cutscene. We're going to give you like 20 minutes of dialogue over codec. We're going to give you another 20 minute cutscene, and at the very end, we're going to give you like another 30 minute cutscene. That's where I I mean more more drawn out with like the cutscenes towards the end rather than the beginning. Okay. Uh, I've had somebody explain to me like, and I, I really really appreciated how well not explain to me. I I kind of like read this somewhere, um, and it's a good analogy for how Kojima did Metal Gear 2. So he took all these little things like, okay, uh, government control, nuclear warfare, terrorism, what people's political views of terrorism are, 
all these things, and he jammed them down into a shotgun shell, loaded that shotgun shell, lined up his audience, and fired the shotgun shell into the audience, and you're getting hit with all these different things, but the things that resonate with one person are the things that stick with them. Okay. So okay, like okay. so like me specifically, there's a lot of that stuff, even after beating it again today, a lot of that stuff stuff drops off, but to me it's like his predictions of where we're going to be with information sharing, content sharing, censorship, fake news, like that is all stuff that that really resonated with me. And that's the bits through the story of the outer crust that I remember and have resonated with me. You're going to find your own piece point. of the entire thing that you can latch on to and you can feel like a personal connection to rather than the rest of the bullshit that he's well not bullshit but rather than the rest of like the quote unquote messages that he's trying to project yeah all right so pretty much you're getting towards the end of the game dead cell is pretty much gone he shot vamp multiple times which is just a freak of nature shouldn't even been in the game fat man mr bomber he wants to be notorious he's dead too and then you have fortune miss uh electromagnetic railgun lady uh daughter of scott dolph the marine colonel Colonel. who died two years ago on the tanker and hey we're gonna fight solidus oh surprise you're gonna fight 200 metal gear rays well not 200 but a lot of metal gear rays and then final showdown with solidus which apparently you go through shooting and everything else and you know how to use a sword. Okay. How do you just transport from the cells to New York City? That is really jarring. I Ma- think I think people overlook that or they just give it the benefit of the doubt. Like I it to me it doesn't it doesn't match up, doesn't make sense. Well, who knows how far it traveled because Snake did say when they were planning on taking out the hostage or like uh, rescuing the hostages, not taking them out. It's it's a sw- a long swim to Manhattan. So obviously they're within the area. So who knows how far Arsenal traveled within that time, but still there's nothing that really links the two up of, Hey, we're on Arsenal or Hey, we're just in New York. Unless the whole thing was a simulation. The whole, the whole sequence is probably on the higher thing. The cutting room floor. Yeah. Because of the reasons we stated earlier. That they couldn't the, show the ending. You're on the Starship yeah. Enterprise within the holodeck. Yeah, they, I mean, they cut the whole them crashing into New York. Oh, okay. So that's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah that was more of yeah. a development end. I, I think that's why, like, globally, everyone gave that transition a pass. Is because they did it out of, like, respect for a tragedy that just recently happened. Okay, fair enough. So you better give it a pass, too. No, yeah. Yeah, right. Come on, Harry. 9-11. God damn it. God damn it, Harry. Jesus. Aren't you a patriot? <gasps> Is he? <laughs> he looks like one. One of the 12. What's Wait, that tattoo on your arm? Lale, lule. Hey, what bro. is that? What? Is that low? I like to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of music is my jam. Lale, lule, foo. Some weird notes at the end. So there's an F and an A. I don't know. I think the end of the game leaves you with lots of questions. 
for sure. And yeah. open for somewhat of an interpretation, uh, lead-ins to other games. Rose is pregnant. Yeah, she's carrying. She's, she's she told her, you, so it must be true. I mean, your tummy. False the big, news. Big question is, like, who's alive, who's dead, who is a computer program? Like, I, I think those questions can rattle around in your head at the end of the game. Raiden's real fake girlfriend, Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they pick up the same way they left off with Metal Gear 1. What the fuck is happening? Come to think of it, Rose pretty much, she glammed up nicely in Metal Gear 4. <laughs> she doesn't look like the same character. No. No, she does not. No, she does not. But we'll save that for next year. Yeah, the, the ending is, is totally open for mostly open for your interpretation if you manage to watch all the cutscenes and stay with what was going on which could be a struggle for some. My biggest question with Rose is when did the actual human Rose stop being a part of the codex scenes with Rose? Because yeah, I don't know. she's like not like that's not the same person because right. that's all revealed to be like towards the end you just start getting these weird messages from the colonel and Rose and they're just saying some ludicrous shit and they're also just telling Raiden how terrible he was and how he's just pretty much a weapon to be used and to be discarded afterwards and things like yeah. that. I think that's like a main sticking point for his character is like he pretty much gets broken down to nothing and then he doesn't know what to believe if Rose was real, if she was an agent or isn't an agent and Fractured. that's like the biggest betrayal and actually something that's kind of interesting is there's a project in the 60s called MK Ultra and they used to mentally break people and fragment their personalities so that they could be controlled like a sleeper soldier and like this is kind of that being brought up again They'd like in give them LSD and see what they did and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. They would uh, repeatedly abuse them as well. There's a uh, movie, uh, uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats. No, the Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. I saw that in theater actually, but that, that kind of follows the same concept where they're subliminally brainwashed into becoming a, a sleeper agent until a certain activation. Right. Oh, you mean Zoolander? Yeah. Yeah. Was that Liv Schreiber and Denzel Washington, I think? And it's a remake, actually. Manchurian Candidate came out earlier. So another question I had, which I'm sure is explained the other games, so we don't have to get too far into it, but Solidus alludes to the point that he wanted to... Rev like, his whole master plan was to reveal the 12 Patriots, and then that he... It, it, what they alluded to here is that he already eliminated the 12, because they even went to this cutscene where it just started Xing them out and eliminating them I'm off the screen. Dead. But then Ocelot reveals, oh no, part of my plan was supporting the Patriots and to undermine your plan. And I'm, I'm starting to question, are they alive or are they dead at this point? So, well, and then at the end, Otacon tells you they've been dead for over 100 years. True. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the real big like reveal is that they've been dead for 100 years. All of the names on that list, they've been dead. However, there's... It gets explained in a different game. That's fine. What that what happens there? I mean, if mm -hmm. you really want, like, I could do it in two seconds. Nah, it's, it's all good. You know, I when I first played this game, I never questioned that you know Solidus was a bad guy and he was like the big the big bad guy. And when I played it this time, and he's talking about how he basically just wanted to liberate yeah 
the country from the grip of the Patriots. He's kind of a good guy. Right. I'm kind of yeah. like, why are they? Well, wait a minute. He What he wants really isn't that crazy or that bad. And then he's like, by the way, I killed your parents, which yeah. I guess is the real reason that, I mean, to complete the mission, but the mission fell off like ages ago for Raiden. Like, I, I, That's out of place, though. Like, why would what? he instigate somebody he's trying to convince, hey, this is what my real intentions are. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he's trying to convince Raiden to join his side, and then, oh, by the way, I killed your parents. Let's fight to the death. It feels like it's just, yeah, it's the last the last straw to to invoke this final battle to end the game. And that, this, it doesn't make sense, though. Well, no, at the same time, it, it follows the it follows the line for the the storyline for the, the series itself. It's, it's break, well, what happened right in the entire time. Break them down, get them to nothing, and then see where he can rise up. Yeah, from. but I don't think that was Solidus's motivation, break them down. I think that was somebody else's uh, motivation. So I, I just, oh. I think that's a break in the general storyline, at least from my perspective at this point in time, it doesn't make sense. I got you, but they could have killed him halfway through the game. But it didn't happen. Solidus or Raiden? Raiden. Oh. Solidus could have had Raiden killed. Oh, right. Like when you see Ocelot sitting looking at the camera when you're going for aims, you know, and then he's talking to Solidus, you could have killed him right then and there. Just shot dead. Blam. Done. You must be aims. But that's not what happened. So obviously there was like a bigger picture that Solidus had for for Raiden for like the long term type of thing. But he didn't remember who he was at that point. But I thought later is when he learns like, he remembers that he's Jack the Ripper or whatever from the from the eighties. Yeah, child but that that's kind of what I was getting to. Like you're, you're saying that they're built. He's building Raiden up to be a bigger thing. But why go at him at the end of the game? Just to the ultimate test. I don't know. I think I it's could, a convenient I, way to. I mean, I can explain. Like, like it gets explained in other games, like, kind of the motivations there. But, like, essentially, he's kind of... If Raiden can beat him, but has the same ideals as Solidus, Solidus wins. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So he's passing on his legacy because yeah. because he's a, a gene-created thing he can't pass on Find through. something to fight for and... Okay, yeah, so fair on. enough. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's three things in common with Liquid, Solid, and Solidus. And that is that at any given point, they're all labeled terrorists. Liquid is actually probably a terrorist, like by the by the definition of the word. Snake, as you find out here, is labeled a terrorist because he's, you know, going and and in a militaristic way taking out Metal Gears, which are government property. So, of course, they're going to say that he's a terrorist. Raiden even calls him a terrorist in the codec at one point. And then there's Solidus who is actually a rebel, not really an actual... Like, he's rebelling against the Illuminati. Like, the Patriots are the Illuminati in right, this. Kinda. Right, kind of. Basically, like yeah. That's yeah. what they're alluding to. Yep. So, so he's rebelling against them, so they label him a terrorist. I actually don't think Solidus is in the wrong at the end of the game, and I think he's passing on his ideology to Raiden to carry on. And that kind of gets confirmed a little bit based on some later things that happen with Raiden. Well, it, it does tie into the... Because they did spend an absorbent amount of time... Exorbitant? They, they, yeah, they spent a lot of time talking about how they can't have children. Like, right. they cannot yes. reproduce. But then he talked about, oh, it's important for me to have a legacy to pass on. So maybe that's his symbolism, passing it 
to ride in. Yeah. He even calls him his son. Well, it yeah, because he raised him. It's the same relationship that the three brothers have with Big Boss. Yep. Les enfants terribles. It's that's that's it. It's like the the terrible infants because that's what they're there for. They are those three are the spawn of Big Boss, and then ride in. You know, even though he's not directly related to Big Boss in the game, it's that's the way he's raised to an extent. So that's what's expected. It's like, take this, take this ideal. Is he going to latch onto it even a little bit? If yes, then mission completed. That's that's pretty much what they're looking to do, just to pass on the ideals and the feeling of, hey, you know what? I'm repressed from something, so I need to rise above that and topple it, whatever it may be. We didn't. Uh, we left so much. I, yeah, I'm going well, mean, right. to say this as a disclaimer. We did not cover half of what is actually going on with the backdrop of this game and there's tons of stuff that we missed i'm just going to say this if any of the different things that we have kind of talked about here in story has piqued your interest play the game and just experience that information overload at the end even just sitting here talking about it'd be like a five six hour podcast we don't we don't have that kind of time right ain't nobody got time for that otacon fucked his stepmom (laughs) he did (laughs) He did. Dirty bastard. All right. Well, uh, let's skate our way into some gameplay. Gameplay. I see what you did there. What? Are you calling me fat? You're not laughing. You're not growing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No. I so got gameplay? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> I think the controls are difficult. They don't feel very fluid. They're they are, yeah. They're, they're. I want to say they're unique for a, a third-person game. Yeah. It, it took me a while to to adapt and, and get back into the flow with it. And even uh, some mechanics I didn't use, like um, leaning from walls. I would just go first person and and inch my way to dart or shoot whoever I was going for. There were just some mechanics of the gameplay I, I preferred not to use. But yeah, um, holding R one for first person and then gently pushing square. To bring your gun out, and yeah. if you don't want to shoot, you got to gently release it. Like the way that the the controls are pressure sensitive, just kind of kind of bugged me. It it's a product of its time. It feels very unique, and it takes it a little bit to to get used to. I yeah. felt like I did not shoot as much as I expected to because I didn't fully push down square. Like it was just kind of lining it up, and then I let it go. I'm like, oh shit, that's not it. I had the all opposite right. problem. Let's I wanted go. to let off, and I was shooting all the oh. time. I want to just be like, okay, I lined up my shot and they kept walking. I missed it. I just want to slowly, damn it. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you also had to, you had to compensate for distance because there was delay. Like if one of the ciphers was going along in the air, you couldn't just shoot right at it because your bullet is going to whiz by it. If it's a little further out in the distance, you actually had to compensate for, all right, it's moving in this direction. I'm going to be a little ahead of it. And then here it comes, I'll let it go, and then I hit it. Yeah, it goes back to the realism. Yeah, which I don't think, at the time, a lot of games had that going for it. Full disclaimer. Uh Uh-oh, here it comes. I cheesed the fuck out of this game. Oh, yeah? I played on a (laughs) previous playthrough. What? Oh, so did you have the uh, the unlimited ammo? Infinite ammo bandana. And I had the stealth. Oh, God. God, oh, fuck damn it. off. You didn't, didn't even fuck play out. the game. Walk yeah, out right like, now. What the fuck? Get out of you here. You game shark it. It was fun. Yeah? You had a good time? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is fun yeah, that yeah, way. Really. But get the fuck out. Jesus. Jesus. So, cheese its 
I played on European Extreme. Only died once. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lie. I now, don't believe it. <laughs> getting back to the controls, though. The first person aim was a little rough. Was oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. While you're invisible? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> While you're trying to shoot out radios. How many dog tags did you get, Harry? While you were invisible with infinite ammo. 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 I didn't pick up I any stamp dog tags. Oh, did you know you could do that? Really? I had them all from the previous playthrough. Oh. It's new to this to this game. So you, you get near a guard and you draw your gun, but you don't fire. And you say, freeze. He didn't do that. It was invisible. And you can basically hold them up. If you then walk around them and, and point either their gun or their... No, I did that a lot. I did oh. the freeze thing. I didn't know you could grab dog tags, though. You can you can basically coax them into giving them up, and they will. Yeah, you, you can you see them shining on their chest. There's like a little glint. Oh, I always did the freeze and either grab them or just pop them in the back of the head, typically. Yep. With your dart gun. Can't go wrong with that. I would always just like grab them, choke them out, kill them. I had I, actually speaking the controls with that. I had a hard time getting that guy on the eye scanner Me with too. the chokehold thing. Like really, yeah. All you had to do was flip him around to the other side. It, it didn't line up very well. Or by the time I get him there, and then he's collapsed on the floor, and then he gets up, and then I got to grab him That's again, it. and he's calling for yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a, a vicious cycle. So I was going through. you were just really bad at it. I struggled with that the second time. The first time, I did it like one shot, and then the second time, I had to go back in uh, because I forgot to grab the directional mic oh. the first time. Oh, no. So <laughs> I had to like... I had oh, to like, I did the same thing. Yeah, I had to like go back out and then like grab the dude, and then I went to do it, and he like flopped to the ground. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. All right. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. No. All right. Eh, eh, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't kill him. Well, I slam his head into the... <laughs> I just remembered when I did it, um, my uniform disappeared yeah what yeah. oh does that because oh, i did, did you bump into him i yeah. must have and then i did the cut oh. scene where I'm, I'm holding the ak-47 and or ak-94 or whatever and i'm walking down the walking down the stairs acting like a guard but it's just riding in his normal sneaking oh. suit and the first thing i did was put the uniform back on so i wasn't discovered see first mistake i made with that is to put everyone to sleep doesn't work out that way so i had to wait for the one to come oh, up okay. and then put him to sleep and then knock so the other one came out put him to sleep and then choke hold and drag him all the way down so it's like just put your eyes in this shit side note it's not a spoiler but it made me miss that in metal gear solid 4 when if you knock somebody out and they have the the stars swimming, you can actually pat them and they'll they'll drop off uh, oh you can wake you them can up. wake them up after yeah. you've darted them if you needed to and not disease but it's if they're unconscious you can but not if they're Asleep. Oh, is that right? Even Metal Gear Solid Four. Well, yeah, where it's like the between C's and like the it, little stars. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, you're you're right. Um, speaking of controls, though, swimming controls were a little difficult. Yes. Inverted. Yeah. Stairs. Yeah. Because usually when you do swimming in a game, you think was it hit up and go down, mm -hmm. but this was hit up yeah. and you go up, and it was like, you're, you know how many mines I swam into? I think I did two or three. I think I cleared it all. <laughs> really? <laughs> nice. sweeper with his body. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where I, I feel like you guys would do better because usually when it's like comes to left joystick control, like everybody is normal and I go inverted. So it was a little harder for me to go inverted. I didn't know there was an option like, for inverted. <laughs> what? What's that? Don't stab me with your pen. No, no, no. no. Ah! <laughs> I like to play him with a katana. Inver I didn't. Really? Really? Mm. Like Using the, the control stick to 
to attack. I just I, I feel know. like if you got a little more gameplay with it, you might enjoy it. Like I didn't have trouble with Solidus or the the second to last area with the with the guards. I actually had trouble with the with first the Tengu area. guys or whatever. Yeah, snake yeah. snake kept dying on me, so I actually started to really? dart. I started to dart snake, so he would just drop. And then I would take care of the guards, and then we got to you the, were the hallway. Out snake? I was knocking out snake. The hallway, he kept dying. He kept what getting shot up. So dick. That's what I. That's what, I mean, it worked out fine. It was fine. He didn't like kill hey, me. Or whatever anything. works for you. Did anybody have the the razor for snake? By the way, so that he shaves for the final act. No. No. Apparently, in the in the in the pool that you. I don't know if it's in the pool or not. But the first area where you em, uh, where you emerge as Raiden. There's an electric razor in there, and if you have it, Snake appears clean-shaven for the final act. Oh, no, he had a chin strap when I Yeah, yeah, me too. Although, through the first playthrough, he did eventually have that. It's like I pretty much got to 100% of the game, but I couldn't find that memory card. So I couldn't go through with the infinite... Yeah, Ammo Harry was playing with uh, or the sunglasses. Hey, I beat the game before. I was just having a yeah. fun playthrough. No, I got sure. you. Sure. Yes, this sir. It's great. It great. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. Ah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Ray battle, if we can. The uh, multiple j- Ray battle. The multiple Ray. That battle. was uh, very uneventful. It was just the same thing over and over. Yeah, I think it's super anticlimactic. I, I think it's the, easily one of the worst boss fights in in any of the games. Hmm. I think it was okay. one of the easier ones. Yeah, it's super easy. You know, when I think of good bosses, I actually think of... Oh, yeah, there's... there's. I think of three. Three has some of the best. Um, I remembered when I first played this, I really struggled with the Ray battles. Like, I, I, I thought I was going to have to kill, like, 20 of them because that's what I, like, remembered. I looked it up online real quick. Based on your, the difficulty, if you're on, like, easy, it's only three. If you're on normal, it's seven. And from there, it goes to like 10, 15, and the yeah. hardest is 20, I it think. It goes up from there yeah. a lot. Um, I, I, I struggled a little bit with it until I got into a rhythm, and then, yeah, it was it was kind of anticlimactic. Which kind of pissed me off, because at the very end, like when they show the uh, cutscene with Solidus trying to take down the Metal Gear Rays, and he's doing it with a P90. Oh, yeah. It just was... drops him after I've been shooting Stinger missiles at him for the past 10 minutes. Fuck you. Yeah. That nah, was that, kind of... that, that's a little dickish. Well, it just wasn't very consistent. No, not at all. I mean, if I'm literally standing here shooting missiles for 10 minutes and it's like, oh, I hit one. It goes off to the side. Shoot in the face. Cool. All right. I I get the the idea of it. But then to have Solidus with all his like tentacle missiles and everything else, but he's just shooting a P90 and takes him down. It's, it, it doesn't. It doesn't add up for me. I want to say that gameplay-wise, because you can now shoot in first person, the game is not easier than Metal Gear Solid, but it's easier to take out a guard, if that makes sense. Like it just seems it seems easier to point and shoot with the with the P, or the M9. Uh, having said that, though, they compensated, and that if you get spotted fucking riot gear just arrives like you might as well just let yourself die and, and restart yep. because by the time you get away you've lost so much blood it's it's bleeding all over the place you're leaving a trail like I, I really felt that you had to be stealthy that combat really wasn't much of an option I mean yeah you can dupe them but they, they really come in full force and and it really stands out to me that in this game it's like that did you guys experience anything like that I felt all? the best way to deal with that situation is to just zone and then rezone. Oh, you could just leave the door and yeah. go through. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. And then it resets everything. Well, so it sets it down to... It takes you out of the red zone. It only puts you down one state. Okay. So you can't just like zone, 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 and go back to normal. It it just felt more manageable, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I used that as well. That's like a... That's... You almost need to at points. But, like, I was one of those people that, like... I wouldn't just stand there and die. I'd actually, like, try to hide. Yeah. I had some very tense moments, especially with the, like, uh, finding the bombs, mm-hmm. where, uh, and you have, like, the timer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, 400 seconds or whatever? Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing like pressure. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Whoop! Dun, 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 dun. And just, like, all these fucking troops are out, out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm, like, hiding in a closet. And I hear them, like, come into the room and they're, like, walking around. Or, like, I'm standing behind a bunch of boxes and, like, flat against the wall. And you just see the guy with the flashlight, like, lean in and seize me. And I'm like, ah, oh, son um, of a bitch. Damn damn it. Run, run out, throw a fucking stun grenade. And just <laughs> What I did like, though, is you can cartwheel and knock over people. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's like a super strong tactic to it's use like, like when you're running and stuff like that. It's like an extra melee attack. Oh, yeah. It's it's <laughs> great. And if you don't utilize it, oh. Flip. Uh, Mr. Mr. Laffy Pants. No, I did it when I was naked a lot. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way you <laughs> can course. do it. There's nothing else like punch, punch, kick, kick. I'm like, okay. Oh, there's someone else. I'm just going to cartwheel in kind of like somersault into this bitch right now. Yeah. And if Balls answer, in the face. You yes. answer the codec while you're like midair and it like zooms <laughs> in. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, uh, another Fan thing that I, that's uh, really funny um, where uh, Colonel's telling him like, oh, yeah, don't try to do some of your maneuvers like don't you can't hang oh, yeah. while you're naked and yeah. you can't grab right. somebody from behind and and try to choke them out and Raiden's like why and he's like Rose pops in and is like come on cause you're dick I'm not gonna call That's you out much it. on saying Raiden whatever <laughs> Lord Raiden Thunderbolts <laughs> yes I think I think it's Raiden or Raiden. Yeah, pick, no, pick your poison. Care. No, I don't yeah, care. and pronounce them both the same. To me, it's Raiden. Ryzen. It. I will say at least for gameplay, it was annoying the amount of times that Colonel said, "Oh, this is how you do this," or "This is how you do that." That's it's, every game. I've done this. So, well, it's not like if it was in the very beginning, I understand. But we're talking like almost towards the end of the game where. But he you're just teaching right. <laughs> <laughs> it was someone's no- got to do it <laughs> if there's going to be a troll in the room it's going to be me that's, I, that's appropriate though you've been sharing the experience tonight it would be cool if at the beginning of the game you could just say that you're an experienced player or not oh yeah I, I really wish you could and like get cut down the hour of tutorial that they do explain to you in the codex you're like great and he's like here's how to swim i was like i know how to swim yeah thanks fantastic well i guess you don't have to answer his codec but then you're always worried you'll miss something important yes yeah i wanted to say and you guys tell me if you felt this way but when i played this game originally i felt like it was grand i felt like the game was big or the scope of the gameplay was this larger area it was at this time time. Do you think do you think that's what it is? I've just played a lot of games since like 2008, 2009 Shoot. because now I played it and I was like, wow, this is like claustrophobic. Like I just remember there being more space. The whole game is tight and small areas, small yeah, rooms. Yeah, it's that's I almost got the same feeling, but then you have to keep in mind 
when this actually came out and what else was available at the time. No, I know, I know. I mean, that's, but that kind of like feeds into your point. It's like it playing now, like even for myself, it did feel like, all right, it's very straightforward. It's like, I don't really have, even though I can move around and kind of do my own thing, I really can't. There's no, there's nothing for me to really explore, especially coming off of like some of the past few games that we played. But you have to take it take it for at least for myself i take it for face value for being playstation 2 and 2001 you know we're talking like 17 years ago it was kind of like pushing things towards what we know now okay i, I i'm not going to play devil's advocate or anything i just i think the setting is supposed to be confined like that yeah like I, the big shell is not downtown manhattan obviously it's a no. series of smaller contained areas i, I get that c- c- if i could make two points off of that yeah go ahead um, make two points off of it <laughs> the first one is one it feels very similar to metal gear solid one they utilize the same environment to like they did in the first game where you backtrack to do certain objectives so they're they're reusing the environment instead of this objective, new area. This objective, new area. They, they like to reuse the environments. That's at least what I picked up so yeah, far in the yeah. franchise. The other point um, I was going to make, though, your thought on how small the area was, I did think that back when I played this for the first time on PS2, yeah, that it was a small environment. And I remembered that going into this playthrough. I was like, oh, the whole thing takes place in such a, a small area. And that was the first thing I thought of when I was diving back into this game. So it stayed with me all these years between playthroughs. Right. So I'm delusional. I get what you're saying. Oh, it's, damn. It's no, very, no, it's I was, very, no. It's very <laughs> kind of agreeing it, with you. Yeah, yeah it's a very narrow game. There's not a lot of uh, like giant open spaces yeah. for you to What explore. I'm saying is I remember it feeling bigger than it is. Well, you could think about that with the first game. Granted, you're... Seems still, more grand. You still seem to be confined to the shell but you're also confined to the base in alaska i mean because it's pretty much it it's they even say it it's basically an entire simulation of shadow moses this is almost almost a repeat of the first game but different setting you find yourself in the exact same situations uh deep throat contacts you over Kodak and you have to crawl over and pick up the claymores um, you have to watch out for the thermal sensors which are Semtex in this point and you actually get to take them out by this you know Otacon cries over a woman yeah and uh, he and his sister it. both pee themselves when you're knocking on the, the walls like everything is pretty when you look at it like at a certain angle it's symmetrical to the first game it's just a completely different setting but still the same which personally i kind of didn't mind because it's a lot of throwback but at the same time if you're going to make if you're going to have this much of a budget for a brand new game to make a sequel to the first one which did very well do something different instead of the same thing but different circumstances why i can never decide if i think it's genius that this game is supposed to be a recreation of Shadow Moses or if it's lazy. It's a fine line. I go back and forth. It's like, all right, well, these ideas were done already, so you're doing it again. Or, all right, these ideas were done before, but we're reimagining them and then just throwing 
20 tons of story on top of it. And 30 Metal Gear Rays on it. I'm not going to lie. Actually, that right there, that may have skewed my judgment for uh, for the score <laughs> a little bit. And I loved this game for a while, but just that. I don't see it as like carbon copy. So No, I'm fine it's with not. It. Yeah. Yeah. Not carbon yeah. copy, but <clears throat> you are doing a lot of the same stuff. I'm not saying it's lazy. I just... Yeah. The bo- like the boss battles are different. None of those are really the same. Like you're not like counter sniping sniper wolf. You're not. These really aren't as memorable, are they? No, to me, no. I think Fat Man's memorable. He is. He's the standout. He's the standout. Oh, that and, Cell and, anyway. And and Solidus. Okay, sure. I think the Solidus fight is. I didn't struggle with him this time. I, th- I, didn't, I, str- I didn't struggle with him this time either. I, I thought it was going to be tough, and it wasn't. I also, the first time that I played the game, I didn't really play with the katana at all, like much at all. And then like this time I was like, oh yeah, katana time. Well, I mean, you get it towards the end. There's not a yeah. whole lot you can really do. It really comes into play once you do like the second playthrough. And if you can get it, then that's mm. where it's like, oh, I can have fun with this. I mean, if you've got infinite ammo and camouflage, yeah, everything. Do you play through with the katana? How'd you like the katana, the Harry? At the end, yeah. Yeah, at the end? Well, that's good. I hmm. don't really like that that's thrown at you at the end of the game, though. I don't like that it's like, oh, you've got 45 minutes of the game left. Here's a katana. Learn how to use it. Here's an entire new gameplay style of everything you've just done for the past four and a half to seven hours. I've oh. said it before. Don't give me a new thing in the in the third act of the story. I feel like I've heard that before at hmm. least twice. Hey, Ralph, you want to go rent a biplane? Uh, so I had two other gameplay points that I wanted to make before I'm done with my uh, points. Uh, Good, just don't turn your head when you're talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, was, that was poor. Um, <laughs> that was poor? The the first one, how dope was the snake and Otacon secret handshake? <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> Bros uh, for life. I just love how it like slowed down like... <laughs> and he keeps the parrot on his arm. I was like, "Wait, where's the parrot? Did you just like squish it?" Nope. No, he's there. Um, the other thing I want to mention. I thought someone. Sorry, real quick. I yeah, thought yeah. someone was about to get sh- stabbed or shot in that scene where I, I was like, "No, it can't be Hal." Yeah, something awesome is about to happen. Something has to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was breaking the fourth barrier wall, fourth oh. wall rather, towards the end of the game where the. The fishing mailed, uh, where it kind of zooms out. Classic. Or, or how the colonel's like, oh, I think you've been playing this game They've enough. Like, like, yeah. Like, just kind of... Isn't it time to save? But Honestly, I know they did though, that a little bit in the last game, too, where you had to change ports with the controller yep. and, and jabs like that. Uh, so they do... Tr- I think they try to put that element back in the game that's outside of the game, in a way. Yeah, a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I always like that kind of stuff, personally. I, I like when something can break the fourth wall and not have it be, like, completely shattering. Like, I th- I know that, like, the game is self-aware. Even when Snake, like, is the infinite ammo bit with the bandana. Yeah, like, that shit. Like, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, yeah. how do you do yeah, that? It's like, like, he's like, infinite ammo. Yeah, he's like, to his do, you, forehead. Do, you have enough, do you have enough ammo? And he's like, yeah, infinite ammo. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. That was That was a good scene. It's just like one of those like what the fuck moments. Like, wait, does Snake actually have infinite ammo, or is it a <laughs> joke? How meta? Yeah, is he aware? <laughs> does he know he's a video game character? Yeah, what? But yeah, like little things like that. I I really enjoy. 
I thought oh, so. I, one other thing I gotta say. It's not really gameplay. It probably should have been in story, but I'm saying it now. Damn it! Hit us. I felt really bad for Hal, like super bad for Hal after Emma died. You know the the emotion it, there. It's hammed up, but I still feel like it works. You you do yeah, feel bad. I for Hal. I, I felt bad for Emma. <laughs> I mean, really. You know, I kind of this time playing. I kind of thought you know maybe Emma and Hal's positions should have been reversed. Like I feel like there would have been a lot more emotional weight. If Otacon had died rather than than Emma, and she could like take oh, his place in the story. Now, hear me out because we don't know Emma until this game. Yeah, we're with her for forty five minutes and then she's dead. There, so it you feel bad for Hal because you have the connection with him. But for the for the player, I guess you would have had a more emotional response if Otacon had been the one to die or sacrifice trying to stop the. And well, then you'd have the love triangle that would continue. Well, that's why I feel like they try to build her up a little bit and her story. Like when, when you go in and you actually find her, like hiding in the the storage closet, peeing I mean, herself. You take her out. Yes, just she, like just like she, Hal, just like her brother. Even though they're not step brother related, no, but they have the same tendencies because they spend a lot of time together. They, they at house. And then not only that. Um, no one can see you shiftily like Shifted moving your eyes around. They uh, uh, played house <clears throat> where she started talking about it, like when they were swimming, and then she came out and it's like, um, "Oh, did you do okay?" And it's like, "Yeah, I just listened to your heartbeat." They humanize they, you. They make they, you feel for. I they know. they started kind of they started making connection between her and Raiden a little bit, and then even when they're just kind of like sitting down, and then uh, they were talking, and. Um, they she was saying uh he said you're not just cute but smart she's like i'm more than cute like there's flirty stuff going on where it's what like you mean by okay. that i i think they made the right choice with ee e. dying i thought it was heartbreaking that the parrot you know said how i miss you like that yes it, it yeah because we know that again this is more story repeat. though like yeah, I, it is. I, I just wanted to get, like real quick we needed to address that it. out there yeah all right before we keep diving back into the story because it's everything in the game let's get into the graphics graphics i think the graphics look fantastic i thought they did back then i think they look great in the hd remaster i think they look good on the ps2 and the xbox and oh did you play the hd remaster i did i played your copy of it aha yes that's oh. right Oh, you did. HD you knew I had it. It's I'd not like, like I fucking please. stole it out of I, your house. I'd like that back, please. <laughs> I know. I loaned it to you. Harry, no, did no, no, you stop, do stop, stop. Be fine. No, no, no. No, I did PS2. Clark did? is pushing, oh, nice. pushing the eject button on his PlayStation. Oh, yes. Yeah, because right now. he cannot waste time. Oh, Where's the case? Nope. Graphically. He have it yet. Yeah, we don't Gra have to announce it. You could have just been talking. I was doing this silently. Yeah, no. Gotta, gotta let him know. Graphically, I, I want to point out, I did not care for the animation of going up and down stairs. The it felt slow? No, it, like it felt ridiculous. It felt like Resident Evil? The legs just... It didn't look natural at all. Natural. It didn't. It, it just looked cartoonish. You mean you don't run up the stairs in super sonic fashion at all? Okay, so is that the only problem that you have with, <laughs> like, with the? I just want to point it out. The, That's the, impressive. The, the animation of that just kind of bugged me a little bit. You got tired of it. Fair enough. It just looked wonky. Okay. I thought actually I like the setting in the game. I think the setting was kind of cool. There's some really cool set pieces that they do that just kind of like really pinpoint the art style of the game. Graphically, I really 
Yeah, okay, let me do the whole thing. So, I feel like this game should be played this way, okay? You should, oh, okay, please tell me yeah, how no, I should I'm play. Gonna tell, no, hear, me, hear me out, guys. So, you should play the tanker segment at night, like after the sun has set. And then you should stop playing, and then the next morning, you should start the plant segment. Because the entire segment of the plant takes place over one day. It starts at dawn, and it transitions into night as you, as you play it. Hmm. I really felt like when the sun is setting and you're you're escorting Emma and you're you're uh, protecting her, um, I really liked the sunset. I liked the way that, that so that did worked. she. Uh, yeah, the last one she. Ever uh, oh, saw. they address it. That's right. They do. They do address it in the in the <laughs> game. Nice, nice. The way you should play it, though, Ralph. Here so we go. Play the tanker one evening. Wait two years, <laughs> and then one morning, <laughs> getting your time machine and go back to 2007 and play it. Wow! Yeah, that's and like we were talking about Breath of the Wild. You should have, uh, or not Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry, uh, Ocarina of Time. You should have Odin play as Child Link, and then take the game from him, and in seven years, let him finish the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. It's, I'm going to do that. I'm going to torture terrible. my kid like that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's fine. And and while we're on graphics and talking about uh, their transition of Emma, uh, let me know about. Um, <laughs> wait for it. She I feel like you said Emma five times in the last ten minutes. Steve. What's wrong with Emma. EE? Emma. What's wrong with EE? EE? Let Emma. me know when you see that. Okay, EE. When see what? you're you're getting you're got the her? audio file because I'm being a dick and saying you. Oh, see gotcha. The audio okay. Yeah. Um, so when you actually take her through the water and she goes swimming, the water. she still comes out and has the lacquer chopsticks and everything's all nice and good when it comes to her hair. Oh, I Does that bother you? A little bit. Okay. I, I think I've been spoiled with the, the new generation games of, oh, it's a little more realistic. And oh, you're saying they should have been like wet and dripping? And a stuff. little bit, yeah. I mean, here's here's someone who's like literally soaked completely diving through for minutes on minutes of time and comes out and it's still all bobby and such to be honest th- that was hard to see on the ps2 version i don't know maybe if you guys saw that her on hair the... yeah i think like they had this blur effect on the ps2 i version. think that's oh, your t- in you the need water, a new tv saying in the water in the no water. i'm not saying in the water when she comes out of the water so when you take her out of the the first room where you meet her you go underwater. No, no, no I know what you're saying. With the of <laughs> it's air. got. Are you going to explain the whole fucking scene? Yeah, you know what? I fucking will. If he doesn't understand it. No, I get the pockets of Eat air. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> go ahead. Start nope. season three off right, boys. I'm going to cross that one off my list. Go ahead. There we go. Tell me about Emma. I don't, I don't, I, what I think I was getting to though is like the PS2 version. I, I don't think it was very detailed with certain things like that. Like I, it just, like I knew there was a character there, but I don't think they went in depth on that. I level. saw every wrinkle no. on Ocelot's forehead. There were a few HD versions. I don't think there was some like, liver spots. Yeah, I don't think you could tell if he had wrinkles or not on the PS2 version. He had wrinkles. It's a little muddy. Everything was smoother, I think, on the on the. Do we get sixty frames? I'm not sure. If we, it, sometimes it seemed like we did. I don't think. I don't think the PS3 was capable of 60 frames. Oh, it was probably 30. I, I want to say that in the HD version, you could tell the like the sort of high poly characters and the low poly characters, like all the Marines in the in the tanker portion where they're all like lined up and everything. And quick aside, it seems weird that they would go to a speech fully armed. <laughs> 
but they're all there and when they when they focus on them with the camera you can see that like they don't they don't they don't have half the pixels of snake or Raiden or any of the the main cast no they got cheap with it i like the design of of like uh the menus and the oh actually i hate the nodes i think they're stupid i think we should just have the radar and not have yep. to go to a node they're a real pain in the dick oh wait you mean where you have to like download the yeah, and electrocute yourself on a computer yeah yeah, and then to bring up an option menu. I like just that. To, you like that? I like having to seek out each like mini map of each. Section. Out of the entire game, that's what you like. I thought it was a cool little like uh, extra challenge, a collectible almost. If you think about oh, it, that was so annoying. Collectathon. I hated it. I was like, just oh, give man. me my fucking radar. Like, yeah, I think we just have very opposite opinions. We, Snake uh, didn't have to do that in the last game. He didn't have to do that in the last game. You've never had to do that in any other. I game. I don't know. I liked it. Okay, you're Boom. allowed to like it. You're allowed to like it. So uh, wait till you start collecting frogs. Oh, yeah, I got that done. Oh wait, are we talking about <laughs> Duck, Duck Dynasty? Dynasty? No, <laughs> <laughs> I said I got all the frogs. That's just, that, <laughs> Harry, that's not the way it works. Harry, I know wow. that game hurt you, wow. but it's time to let go. Jean Luc, not everything Clark, is about. Cannot, Jean Luc, Jean Luc, you got those frog legs go for me, Jean Luc. Jean Luc, shoot the squirrel on a tree, Jean Luc. All right, you're gonna become a real. Uh, what do they call again? I have no fucking what, what's clue. What's their family name? I don't know. Real Robertson. Douche. You're gonna become a real Robertson you're now. Be Jean a real Luc. douche by so the end of this. So real final thoughts. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, no. let's move on. To no, graphically, I, I think the characters are designed well. I wanted to say, again, that I really like um, like the interface for your for your items and for your weapons. And I like a... Well, that's the sound. I, I like I like the way everything looks, and it's it's clean, except for where it needs to be. Dirty. For, like, your item menu, where you have to search through it? Yeah. Mm. I just like... I like the design. I, I mean, I'm going to say that for the franchise, but I like the, the visual design. Can't argue. Anything else, boys? Actually, I think Arsenal Gear is really stupid looking. I'd agree. Like Metal Gear Ray, I don't even like that much, but Arsenal Gear is just like a, it's just this big metal thing. It's, I, I don't even know why they call it a Metal Gear. It doesn't do anything but but move no, it's, the it's water. No, it's a ship. It's a ship. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see more of it. I'm wondering if there's more in that deleted cutscene that Probably. results in it crashing. Maybe one day we'll see it. Who knows? It's on Kojima's uh, home server. Maybe. That'd be cool. Somewhere. All right. Let's move on. We're getting into music slash sound. Music. I think the sound design in this is great. Like, I, I think all of the sound effects, you know, they, the, the guns sound real. Um, the explosions are a little off at times. Um, but I think the voice acting is incredible. Yes. And I, what's really cool is... Uh, Phil Lamar, yeah, voices oh, yeah. Vamp. As vamp, yeah, it's so great. The pasty Romanian vampire-looking dude is voiced by Phil Lamar. Mm-hmm. He can do it, yeah, uh, he, and he did do it. I think the first time he comes in, he's like Queen. It's like, hey, it's Phil Lamar. <laughs> but yeah, I, I honestly, I, I don't have a lot to say. I kind of said my interesting tidbit about music in the beginning. Uh, I, I really, honestly, I, I think they knocked it out of the park with the music. It sounds very techno and militaristic in a little in a little way, and, and I think that I think that that works. I liked Fortune's theme. Me too, with the saxophone. Yep. Me too. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the other music didn't really jump out at me, but that that track I thought was really good. I will say for 
the Metal Gear series. Like I played through four, I haven't gotten into the five series, unfortunately. Um, this is one of my favorite. I won't say soundtracks, but main theme, just between um, like it's it has a lot of feeling, and I I don't know. I feel like a lot of like passion behind it a little bit. I this is one that just the main theme is the one that stuck out to me. There's really not a whole lot of music. The voice acting, uh, like 85%, maybe. There were some things that were just, some of it did seem kind of like phoned in a bit. Okay. Ralph's Music Minute. So Ralph's, Ralph's Music, music Minute. minute. Uh, Harry Gregson Williams has done scores for films like we talked about earlier. Uh, Enemy of the State, Chicken Run, Spy Kids, Shrek, Man what? on Fire, Team America World Police, and The Martian. Fuck yeah! And he's also done the score for uh, Metal Gear 3, 4, and Ground Zeroes. And I wanted to say that, going off your point, Steve, this is the first game that introduces the Metal Gear Solid theme as we know it. Like mm-hmm. the... As we go. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. That um, <laughs> that was written by him, introduced here, and used basically throughout the rest of the, the, rest of the franchise. I want to say that this soundtrack is excellent, and it it is very good fitting for the game. Um, the the strut music, like when you first come in, like the way it's kind of like jazzy with with uh, with techno, whatever electronic themes underneath. Um, like you said, Harry Fortune's theme, I really like. I bought the soundtrack, and Fortune's theme was the thing that I listened to the most. Really dig it. Voice acting, David Hayter is always amazing. Damn right. I mean, he could do anything, and I would pay money to to see it. Quentin Flynn is the guy that does Raiden, and I think that his performance of the character gets better with time, but not in this game. I think he basically, he's, he at the beginning of the game, where he's at is where he's at at the end, and I don't care for his performance that much. There are some moments that are seriously cheesy, and unfortunately, I just can't forgive the character or the performance enough to, to give him a pass. So are you talking eh. for the future games where it, it kind of yeah, like, comes in? They change the characterization of Raiden and yeah. he adapts and I think his adaptation is better than, than what we get here. I mean, he's, I, he's I'd more, agree with that. I want to say he's more human here, which isn't bad, but well, when he gets to the emotional moments with Rose, it's better, but overall, I don't love the voice acting for Raiden. Everybody else is yeah. pretty spot on and great. Agreed. Totally. All right. With that, let's go into final thoughts. Final thoughts. All right, Mr. Ralph, let me know about final thoughts. I want to repeat what I said earlier about how I feel like this game is sort of Kojima peaking. We did discuss how maybe he overdid it with with this one. I, I think he really had lightning in a bottle and knew that he could do whatever he wanted or he got a blank check for this game and he went a little overboard and either he wore himself out or he lost his passion or he dialed it back in for the rest of the series. I just wanted to, to reiterate and get that out there. Having said that, I, I think that this game is a lot of fun. Uh, I I enjoy playing it, though I've only played it twice since uh, <laughs> since it came out. It's, it's not something that I'd normally go back to. It's deep. It gets you thinking. W- what's weird is... Even though I don't care for the the Raiden switch, I still think that this game is excellent. And it's really interesting that I can not enjoy that, but enjoy the overall package that we got. Mm -hmm. 
it's fascinating to me how polarizing this game was, despite the fact, I mean, it, it, it had 7 million copies sold, it just like, sold like crazy, but people didn't completely love it, like it doesn't have unanimous praise, I, I don't know, it, it's a real Kojima game. I guess is the way I want to I want to put it. It's good There's no other way for me to explain than it than just Kojima. Perfect. It's not a final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Kojima. <laughs> Kojima. Kojima. Final, final answer. Kojima. Final answer. Harry, how you feel? Um, I I feel like the same way after playing Metal Gear Solid. I I'm lukewarm on on the concept. There's some things that I think are easily highlighted in the game, but I, I think there's some other things that it's just like. What were you thinking? And I, and I know a lot of people buy into the hype of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I just, I think people are overlooking the many flaws that, that can be easily found in these games. So having said that, like like some of the things that I think are very outstanding with this game, um, I, I do like the concept behind it. And I was most engrossed in this game when it was the simple concepts in the game. Oh, let's go disarm the bombs. I like that. Like it, it makes it feel like you are kind of like this, I guess spy in the middle of like a, a mission, but then it gets too outlandish with all these concepts and uh, supernatural almost elements that they throw into the game that I like the core concept. And I think they just overdo it. Um, and I, I think one of the biggest flaws is just the, and I think I said this about the first game, the ratio of gameplay to storyline the cutscenes are just outlandishly long. Just, I mean, some of those, I, I swear, and I'm not even exaggerating, I think it was like 20 to 30 minutes just sitting there and watching cutscene after cutscene. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I lose focus, or and I'll just start hopping on my phone because I'm like, well, this isn't ending anytime soon. And it just takes me out of the moment that I think they could have easily broke up those segments. It was just a little too much as... I think the general theme of where I was coming from tonight. Gotcha. You would hate four then. Mr. Clark. Yeah, I'll tell you now, it, when we play four, don't be like me where you try to think that you're going to beat the game at like one thirty at night. That would then, be 4.30. <laughs> no, seriously, there's an hour and a half long cut. Oh, I know. I remember you yeah. guys talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <clears throat> Mr. Clark Main. All right. So I think this game and for what it sets up, for the next couple of games, I think it does an incredible job. I'm here for the complex military slash sci-fi aspects of this game. I'm totally, I, I totally buy into it. I like that kind of stuff. I like incredibly complex storylines that you have to be able to connect the dots yourself. And I think that's important. And through all three acts of this, I really honestly think that they just they slowly just tack on more and more till you get to this mind fuck of an end but as you as it then is distilled throughout the next couple of games when you come back and play it again you realize how powerful some of the themes at the end of this game are and it's one of those things it, it's i can see someone not liking it if they haven't seen the full picture yet and when i originally played it I was lukewarm on it as well because I hadn't seen the rest of it. If it does that make sense to you know yeah, like yeah. So when you look at it in a in a as a single standalone, I don't think it's the best of the series. I think it's probably one of the most 
information packed of the series and i think there's a lot more codec here than there is meaningful cutscenes. but i still think it's an incredibly important game if you're going to play metal gear games and i love it for it i'll agree with clark it is a very good game they do a great justice when it comes to actually informing you a little bit about what's kind of going on out there obviously it goes off the deep end at many points I think actually playing through a second time, it took me out of the game a little bit more. I mean, granted, it's been about seven, eight years since I've actually played it last. It does kind of give you, with as story-driven as it is, I almost feel like they overdo it. And as much as praise that I kind of give this game overall, uh, it really did take me back and I don't know I I found myself enjoying it a little less because it just felt like here's this giant bundle of information and we're going to jam it down your throat I don't know it's a weird balance it was nice to come back revisit it play through again uh, it definitely hit on certain emotions which I love getting that feeling out of a game when it can actually like hit that like in my chest I'm like oh shit that just happened I feel like it didn't actually stand up to what I remember it being, which was a little bit disappointing. That said, still happy we played, but with that, we're going to get into uh, our score. The score. All right. Final score. Ralph. 92. Ooh. 92, looking at you. Harry winced when I said 92. <laughs> you know what? I see it from here. I'm curious now. Harry. Uh, for different points, but I'll give it a 7.0, which is going to tie with the first Metal Gear Solid. It's actually, that's, that's fair. Uh, for myself, I would actually give this a, um, I'll give this an A-. minus. I think is still under the last Metal Gear. So with that, Mr. Clark. I'm going to give this four striker missiles out of three Metal Gear Rays. It's not enough to keep up. You're going to die. I can like, hear them like they're like battle cry or whatever in my head. It's terrible. All Terry Blay. Alright, well thank you everyone for sitting in with us for another uh, exciting podcast and uh, mind-numbing episode of a podcast. Mr. Uh, Solid Snake, find something to believe in, then believe it yourself. Honestly, though, you have listened to the podcast for a long time. <laughs> Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Uh, I need scissors. Uh, 61? 61? And just like the game, let's make an impact and then try to outdo that impact and then try to outdo that impact. <laughs> and then impact <laughs> It's it like again. a Michael Bay movie, but the explosions are high philosophical concepts let's be honest the in, the implosions are in harry's anus so his anus <laughs> anus it's cool i hate things that i don't understand too oh <laughs> you always fear what you don't <laughs> uh, oh i understood it it's just too much huh cool oh yeah on that note love you guys stay tuned oh what's our next game we're for not. our sexy sexy listeners out there are we doing let's that? not tell them our sexy listeners yeah, fuck that really that's going to be our season whoa, three. Stay whoa, sexy out there. Whoa, stay sexy. Stay sexy. Because we're not sexy. saying I love you anymore because season two is done. That's right. Harry said it's no go. So in that case, I love you, everybody.
That no. will never die. <laughs> nope. Never die. Go ahead. Try to push the button. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ow. Join us next week for God of War. Kratos lives. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay sexy. Here we go. Stay sexy up there. Stay sexy up there. Stay sexy. <laughs> Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Stay sexy, everyone. I love you. Uh, I can't stop. <laughs> oh, the finger guns. No. Uh, Harry, no. I'm just going to twirl my revolver around. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast. story kicked off with him bungee jumping but he mistimed it it <laughs> just him flap against the side of the ship <laughs> that's what you're laughing about well that'd be the worst 50 dollars ever spent period <laughs>